You are listening to Talking Star Wars. Welcome, one and all. I'm Alex. I'm Connor. And today we're going to talk about Star Wars. As we normally do. We are going to continue one of our ongoing series of topics in the Star Wars universe and look at an interesting force power and what it means and how it functions and also, as I said, what it means. Yeah, specifically, we're taking a look at one that I feel like is a little bit morally suspicious. Uh, a lot of these force powers that we've looked at lean towards, you know, one side of the force or the other. Force heal, you don't see a lot of Sith doing. Force lightning, you don't see a lot of Jedi doing. Uh, but today we're going to take a look at the force choke. It's a little bit more nebulous out of all of the, the uh, force using skills out there. The Force Choke just appears to be an extension of the telekinesis that most powerful Force users could use. You reach out to the Force, you can manipulate physical objects or even the, the bodies of living creatures. But this is specifically using the Force to choke off someone's airway and either nearly kill them or kill them. Uh, famously first appearing when Darth Vader... Uh, Force choked an officer aboard the first Death Star in the first meeting that we ever see him attend with Grand Moff Tarkin. I think I need to to correct myself on one of our previous episodes because I can't remember which one, but I said that the telekinesis doesn't come about until uh, Empire Strikes Back. But technically, you know, Darth Vader is using his mind to cause pressure upon someone's throat from afar without touching him. So that is technically telekinesis. And we do have Obi-Wan causing noise inside the reactor of the Death Star's tracking, our um, tractor beam chamber. I never noticed that one, but I, I can I can picture the scene you're talking about. I just thought that was nice uh, uh, circumstance for him. But to go back to the Force Choke itself, so it is one of the signature ability that we see the Sith utilize. In the films, we see uh, Force Choke utilized by Darth Vader. So many times. Yeah. Uh, across time and space, even, he'll be on a different starship <laughs> choking one of his officers uh, for their failures. Yeah, it's how Admiral Piet goes from Captain Piet to Admiral Piet when his predecessor, who botched the invasion of Hoth, uh, is force choked to death. And uh, Piet receives the promotion. Um, it's even, it is a scene type that has been parodied and uh, commented on in many other pieces of Star Wars media, but the fact that Darth Vader is this terrifying force that will force choke to death anyone who fails him is, an, is a well-understood phenomenon. We used by his son Luke Skywalker, who chokes a couple of Gamorrean guards as he enters Jabba's palace. It makes me question the morality of Luke as a character, because, I mean, Gamorrean guards are working for Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt's a bad guy. I'm sure those guards are, you know, vicious... The creatures, but I don't want to judge them just for looking like green pigs, but he straight up murders at least two people w without them uh, giving him just reason to do so. Yeah, we don't know that he kills the Gamorreans. Uh, he could just use the Force Choke to get by them. And we do see other powerful Force users use the Force to bypass underlings. Yoda Force slamming two Imperial Guards in uh, Revenge of the Sith just to face down Palpatine himself. Um, he does stab a clone trooper once the clones uh, are kind of hooked into Order 66. Part of it, I suppose, is an approach and a method. Is 
is this using the force in a way that is inherently dark side because using the force to even you know engage in combat and kill is not an inherently dark side activity mm-hmm. um unlike you know some settings where if you, so if you use magic to kill it's obviously an evil and addictive act it's like no the dark side has certain abilities that are dark but um, star wars leans heavily on the side of sometimes violence is the necessary approach to combating tyranny and evil i mean our protagonists are all in a militaristic rebellion in the first three movies mm-hmm. against a tyrannical empire uh, and they engage in guerrilla tactics they blow up space stations and they have a fleet so the the jedi may be uh peace loving and peacekeepers but they are hardly pacifists i'm, I'm trying to you know just scan through the series in my mind and i uh, I, I i see a lot of jedi fighting battle droids battle droids battle droids smugglers than more battle droids and it's just very common and uh, you know usual for there to be some violence against the droids but they're not technically sentient although others would argue otherwise and uh, seeing them combat other humanoid foes i don't know there's just there's something about the the force choke in general that seems exploitive deliberately cruel perhaps it's there are other ways to overcome someone uh like in the martial arts, let's say judo, you're you're trying to redirect someone, and overtly trying to intimidate uh, someone's boss by choking out his pig guards. Um, we call them Gamorians. They have names. The Gamorian guards, which we need to cover in our uh, second uh, episode on alien species in the future. Yeah, so the the force itself, you know, not inherent. It is a it is a power, and when it is twisted out of balance, it is in the dark side. And I believe Connor and I are coming down on the side that, yes, the Force Choke is a dark side ability. It is a sign when Luke uses it in Return of the Jedi that he does not yet a fully realized Jedi and is engaging in some questionable practices. We see Anakin's, yeah, Anakin Skywalker's fall to the dark side is precipitated, um, well, precipitated by many things, but when he Force Chokes Padme, or who's burying his children, uh, it is definitely a sign that the dark side has a hold of him. And what I love about the Clone Wars is that uh, it builds up that behavior for him. So the first person that he chokes out isn't his wife, but you can tell that he is starting to turn in the Clone Wars series more and more when you see him force choke an enemy and you hear the music turn ominous. It's a harbinger of the man-slash-machine that he's going to become. Yeah, and how the pressures of war, the manipulation by Palpatine, and the rigidity of the Jedi Council all combined to make one of their most powerful generals fall to the dark side. So we have to look at why is Force Choke, which is simply just appears to be in a straight-up application of other Force powers that even Jedi would have a dark side power. And I think you can look at this in the same context that you view, well, why do we contemn the actions of Saw Gerrera when the rebellion itself we generally approve of? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's, you know, it's the methods that you employ and the way in which you use the power that you have are a fundamental aspect of Star Wars. So much like Saw Gerrera is removed from the rebellion for employing methods that the um, Rebel Alliance does not approve of, even though they're using the same the same goals and having some of the same powers and abilities in the same way force choke is taking you know the telekinesis of the force and connection to the universe around you and using it in a way that is deliberately painful 
and cruel, and it's easy. It's easier certainly to force choke someone and cut off their air and have them die. It's all in the intention. Yeah, and we see the only other people other than Luke that we see employ the force choke. We see Dooku employ it when he's fighting Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. We see Ventress in the Clone Wars employ force choke many times. Not always the most successfully, because Ventress always thinks she's more powerful than she is. Do we see Kylo Ren ever deliberately choke someone, or does he just more so pull people? Does he you know, compel people to give them information through telepathy? Um, I don't know if he actually chokes anyone. Well, he slams people against walls. Um, he slams General Hux into a few things. He draws mm. him closer. I'm not sure we ever see Kylo Ren deliberately employ the Force choke. Not that I would put it past him, but uh, it's just something I was curious about. But uh, taking a look at video games, I imagine Cal Kestis doesn't Force choke anyone. Is that within his repertoire? No, if we look at sort of the video game... Um, environment, both legends and canon, force choke um, is not a power that Cal Kestis employs. He can force lift people and stab them with his lightsaber, but he's not in the business of uh, engaging in unnecessary cruelty mm-hmm. uh, as he is trying to be a Jedi. And force choke is not an immediate death. It is a longer death than decapitation or impalement by lightsaber. Um, we do see Kylo Ren, now that I'm recalling, force choke one First Order General that does not agree with him as Supreme Leader in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. That explains why I couldn't remember it. (laughs) As frequent listeners will know, Connor has conflicted feelings about The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say, am I in conflict with how much I dislike the movie? And then it's like, yes, I am still in conflict. Do I dislike it a lot or a little bit? But... Yeah. We never see Ahsoka Tano, even after she leads the Jedi Order, engage using the Force Choke power, though she certainly possesses the ability to. We never see Luke engaging and using the power again after he uses it to invade Jabba's palace, and this is after he accepts being a Jedi. We never see Yoda employ a similar power. Qui-Gon Jinn, who is a more, um, who is a more fast and loose with the rules Jedi, cowboy Jedi, if you will, mm-hmm. never employs Force Choke. So it, is really, it seems to require... Uh, not just tapping into the dark side in some way. Even thinking back at other media, the the video games where you use it in Legends, it's a dark side power in Jedi Outcast and it, that series. And in Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, Force Choke is one of the premier dark side powers, and you must be skilled in the dark side to, to mm-hmm. use the power at all. And same thing with uh, Starkiller in Force Unleashed. You know, He's drained by Darth Vader, and although you kind of I would say ride a similar line to Ahsoka, where you definitely don't end up a Jedi, but he's you know also nowhere near the dark side by the end of that game. Uh, so he's still on the, the nebulous side. Which also, small, small note, uh, both Ahsoka Tano and Starkiller, a.k.a. Uh, Galen Merrick, use the backwards lightsaber grip. Just wanted to point out that both of Anakin's you know cross-media apprentices use that same grip and apparently just gives you but appears to be independent from your predilection for force choke as yes. our killer does that and ahsoka does not so i think the you know culmination of all this is taking a look back at luke and seeing why he would use the force choke in return to the jedi and i think you're right it's just he hasn't fully accepted that calling of the jedi he doesn't fully understand it perhaps at that point i mean ultimately in his heart he's not trying to kill uh 
Darth Vader at the end of the movie is trying to save his father. And he's not out to kill Jabba the Hutt at the beginning of the movie. He's just trying to save his friends. So it's... Death threaten Jabba the Hutt that, you know, oppose me and you will be destroyed. Yeah. So he makes death threats, and then he follows through on them. I mean, he he throws a dozen people into the Sarlacc, slashes his way through that, and blows up the whole sail barge. Luke Skywalker, as discussed earlier, is hardly a pacifist. That was self-defense. <laughs> that was... Well, yeah, the <laughs> Jedi... about to be pushed into a pit. Yeah, the Jedi are firm <laughs> believers in self-defense. Yeah. But, I mean, there were also, were there other slaves or people aboard the barge? It's sort of given a little bit of a pass. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Luke blew up the Death Star, and he is not particularly haunted by the deaths of the millions of Imperials aboard. He is a quintessential freedom fighter, and does not... He doesn't want to kill his father because he wants to drum back to the light side, but for most people that are actively engaging in fights against the Rebellion, he is more than happy to kill them if he has to. I just realized that the uh, two Gamorrean guards isn't the hill that I should be dying on when it comes to questioning Luke's morality. You're right, it should be the Death Star filled with, like, just Imperial grunts who are, I don't know, janitors, maintenance workers, uh, secretaries, other administration who aren't involved in the, you know, genocide of other alien races. But are serving aboard a station that's in a, that's, it is a tool of genocide, yeah. so don't really blame Luke Skywalker for blowing up the Death Star. In fact, it is presented as a triumphant uh, act, but it is also, for Imperial loyalists, he's a mass murderer and is regarded as such for the duration of the Rebellion period. Luke is not particularly troubled by the destruction of the Death Star, and but really, really wants to save his father and pull him back to the light side, and in fact, succeeds in doing so. But So this does raise some interesting, broader moral questions, Yet, as the use of the Force should, um, it should not just be something flashy that appears on the screen, but being used to delve into these more complicated philosophical issues. Why is Luke Skywalker so, despite oh, being a freedom fighter, rebel, you know, Imperials would call him a terrorist, he's a soldier in wartime, and, you know, necessarily engages in fighting and kills people when he has to. As all the Jedi did back in the Clone Wars and you know, all prior conflicts that they took part in. So why are we both troubled by his use of the Force Choke? Should we be troubled by his use of the Force Choke? And why is he so insistent that, despite, you know, killing millions of other people, that he wants to bring his father back to the light side? So I I think part of this refers to the Force Mm -hmm. itself, in that we've seen the damage a single force user falling to the dark side can cause, far beyond that of an ordinary person. Um, like, Grand Moff Tarkin is undoubtedly evil, but it's Palpatine that managed to forge the Empire and murder the Jedi, and it is Darth Vader who is his hand. And so Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader um, by falling to the dark side. I think this represents the temptation and the you know power that a Jedi or force user has being corrupted to the dark side is a horrifying thing. Well, I would, in response to that, say that, you know, considering the Death Star, its potential danger, it blew up Alderaan. It blew up part of, uh, or I think it blew up Scarif and uh, part of uh, Jedha. Yeah. As we see in expanding universe mm-hmm. materials, such as in the Star Wars comics, if anyone wants to read, yeah, Scarif and Jedha do not really remain habitable. The planets mm-hmm. still exist, mm-hmm. Scarif more so than Jedha. But Jedi, I mean, literally has a hole going through to the core, and the planet slowly dies, and there's a bunch of cults that pop up around there. So, 
they don't use the whole reactor to like blow up the whole planet, but they mm -hmm. they kill the planet still. There's there's loss of life, and the the, the Death Star represents the unending potential for loss of life caused by the Empire. So in Luke destroying one Death Star, it saves the rest of the universe, potentially. So there is some ethical balancing going on there, where now we don't have that potential danger of what this, you know, massive weapon can cause. Yeah. But why we're still troubled by the Force Choke, I think it's in that execution of power, where it's, you know, if you push a guard back six feet, would that have the same intimidation effect as a force choke, but without that same potential damage to the alien larynx? So we don't really criticize Luke Skywalker for blowing up the Vest Star. We've just seen it used to murder billions of people at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it's understandable. But he's also, Luke is not personally going forward and like lighting on fire all the people on the Death Star. He's not shooting all the escape pods down from... Um, destroyed star destroyers. Mm -hmm. He's not ordering uh, attacks on civilian uh, people on imperial worlds. In fact, he refrains from all of those activities, mm -hmm. um, and even when he helps to up the second Death Star. But so I think the reason we find it troubling is not because of the actual like act and potentially deaths of Jabba's guards, but a sign of the corruption of power, because uh, the forces is, is a power and using it to blow up a, the Death Star, which is about to kill everyone he ever did everyone he was friends with and be a tool of tyranny. Great. But if Luke is going to go the easy route, I mean, ultimately that's what the creation of Death Star led from was Palpatine wanted an easy way to rule the universe. So it's sort of the the end sum of that line of thinking is, oh, I'll just force choke these Gamorreans because I want to go talk to Jabba and show myself off as this powerful Jedi. Well, it's like, well, why don't I just have a Death Star? No. I don't think Luke would ever end there, but there are there are ways in which Luke Skywalker falling to the dark side would have been a terrible thing. And I think that ties into the, the theme in general of Luke Skywalker in showing that he rejects the dark side by the end and mm -hmm. embraces the Jedi and then must be redeemed by his father, who is not... You know, it's up to the viewer whether they want to forgive Darth Vader. No one in the setting other than Luke forgives Darth Vader, which is entirely understandable. Yes. Is, you know, our black hat villain, our, uh, you know, previously masochistic demonic force. So finding any, you know, uh, sliver within him to forgive is something that only a noble Jedi could do and a son could do. So to take a coda on the force choke, I believe it is a good and almost easy visual indication of someone's approach to the Force. Like, in the Kenobi show, when Darth Vader shows up the first time and just, like, snaps the neck with Force Choke child in the street, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is Darth Vader off the chain, this is evil, we're not gonna see Obi-Wan Kenobi. The only time we use, use, see him using the Force is to save a child Leia from plunging to her death. And this is Darth Vader showing up using the same force to just kill some people while walking down the street with such casual ease. And I think therein lies the visual and storytelling weight of the force choke in that it is the ultimate act of like showing someone's power over someone else and it is a slow and agonizing death for them, which is understandable for the Sith and is why the Jedi avoid it, even when they do employ the force in deadly ways. Yeah, I... Uh... Did not expect this conversation to go into such ethical realms and 
I, I, I'm, I'm glad that it did, because it helps to, again, reframe certain characters and why they commit the acts that they do for good and ill will. So join us in the future when we talk more about Force Powers. Uh, drop us a suggestion on our subreddit. Yeah. Um, reddit.com slash r slash talking Star Wars. Yeah. And with any good exploration of the Force or speculative elements in Star Wars, um, seeing how it is a lens by which you can view morality and philosophy and the meaning of characters and actions is, is the approach we like to take. So yeah, give, let us know your thoughts on the Force Choke. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for more Star Wars. We'll see you sometime soon in a galaxy right here.